0: This
1: is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Welcome to NL Hafta. I will start with plugging pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Please pay to keep news free. Subscribe to News Laundry. Go to newslaundry.com on the top right hand corner. Click subscribe and pay. We have a News Laundry SENA project as well where you can contribute to the Sena. And the project we're working on is to find out who owns which news platform. Uh, We did this when we had just launched, but now there are a lot more news platforms and the ownership patterns are a lot more complicated. We have put a team aside to get to the bottom of that because who owns your news impacts what your news is. Also, please rate our podcast from whatever platform you listen to our podcast because when you rate it and we get a higher rating, then more people discover us and then more people subscribe to us and we can do more stories and reports and tell people about it word of mouth also helps i'll tell you the email that you need to send your um, feedback to whenever we finish but before that let me introduce our guest today we have sushant sarin joining us sushant great to be here is a columnist for many news organizations including news laundry Uh, He is right now a senior fellow at the Observer Research Foundation. He's a writer and an author. He has previously been a senior fellow at the Vekanath International Foundation and a consultant at the Institute for Defense Studies and Analysis. That's IDSA. And he used to run uh, a a news publication that used to get news from all over the subcontinent and just compress it into all the India-related stuff. And he's the author of the book *The Jihad Factory: Pakistan's Islamic Revolution in the Making*. And he's also a man whose mouth is even filthier than mine. So, welcome,
2: Sushant. Wow. Thanks. He really doesn't know what to say.
1: <laughs> Madhu, aap you keep tokoing me, na? Now just see, see what is coming. Anyways, so. Can I use colourful language? Yeah. Bandit. Of course. Mother's bandit, but it slips out now and then. So, uh, v- first, let's go over the headlines and we discuss what made the news and what didn't and why our podcast is the number one. What happened, Manisha? Donald in the Trump world of news-
2: made a lot of news in India. Uh, he was in a press conference with the Pakistan Prime Minister where he said that Maori has asked him to uh, mediate. And he said that I can help out and I can solve this long, long issue for you if you want. I'm happy to help. (laughs) This created a lot of furor in India. India put out a tweet denying this. Um, We said that this is not a bilateral issue for us. Uh, A congressman also said that Trump has handled this really badly. TV channels went berserk. Liar Trump trended on Twitter. So it was a fun two day. Uh, The JNK governor said, urged militants that they shouldn't kill uh, special police officers or personal security officers, they should kill the corrupt instead. (laughs) He said, This
1: reminds me of something someone had said long ago, but yeah. Uh,
2: Hmm. This also created quite a lot of furore. I think Umar Abdullah tweeted that if something happens to us, it's the governor's fault if we get murdered. And then he apologized, he said, I just said this in a fit of anger. Karnataka government's finally fallen, thank God. Why, thank God. I think because <laughs> I ridiculous. really felt bad for all the journalists covering this because it just went on for so long. <laughs> look,
3: at <laughs> look at the priorities. with like what's happening with two people and the politics. It and was so boring also. Bo- so bo- and and I
4: can't even read it. What? It was as though the government I, I was, was doing was anything th- anyways. They so. weren't turning just up. It, it wasn't dysfunctional government Yeah, anyway, the so.
2: speaker, these guys weren't turning up in, uh, in the assembly for voting. I think they started very late. The speaker got angry also and said that what are you guys doing? as an attendant. So anyway, that's gone. <laughs> uh, in the Payal Tadavi suicide case today, the her letter has been discovered. It's been printed all over newspapers and she's very categorically said that her three uh, doctors there uh, were harassing her over her caste. They made casteist comments at her. They didn't allow her to work and she complained about them yet nothing happened and she finally committed suicide. Uh, Lok Sabha has passed the RTI Amendment Bill. As has the Rajya Sabha. Yes,
1: uh, and Rajasabha.
2: the and there was division in the opposition. Uh, there was opposition parties that voted with the government in this. Hmm. Uh, not Twenty-six. Surprising. Yeah, of them. and there are letter wars again. Uh, Forty-nine celebrities, which included people like Anurag Kashyap, uh, wrote to the PM expressing their concern they, on religious hate crimes and lynchings. And there's been a counter letter by sixty-one celebs, which includes Kangana Ranaut, Prasoon Joshi, who can be called celebs, but People like Vivek Agnihotri and... I
1: went through the list. In fact, we'll discuss that also <laughs> Eminent li- personalities
2: who've said that this is hmm. just selective and nonsense. Um, there was a Sonbhadra massacre where 10 people died and 24 were, uh, 24 people have been arrested in that case. There were lots of visits. Priyanka Gandhi went and visited and she said, Rahul Ji Rahul Ji leader. Hai. I think that made quite a lot of news. Hmm. And Sheila Dixit passed away.
1: At 81. And yes. Conspicuous 81. by his absence was Rahul Gandhi. If there was any... Final proof required that this man does not belong in politics. It was this that one of the most visible leaders of your party, who took a lot of shit for your family's sake, she went into battles which she was certainly going to lose just to protect the Gandhi family name, dies. You don't even show up for the cremation. He did not. You don't belong in politics. I, I forget what opposition will think. Your own card will be so disheartened. Yeah, daya. yeah. But so, I really think, I don't know what why he's still in politics. In fact, we'll get into a little more detail about Shira I'll just go over the rest of the headlines. Uh, there was the Bihar and the Assam flood. 170 dead over 1 yeah. crore affected. This happens annually. And, and the kind of animals that are affected and the number of animals that are affected. And NRC has
2: also been pushed to August 31st because of this. the final list yeah. will be out August 31st uh, yeah, now. Earlier the
1: Supreme Court uh, had, uh, had said that you have to finish hmm. by the 31st of July but now they've pushed it. Yeah. As final list will income come Income tax out. filing has also been pushed by a month for those of you lazy people who are still running and scuttling around. Chandrayaan 2 mission was launched successfully and just today another maneuver has been successfully done in outer space. Today is also Vijay Devas, the day we won the Kargil war. So um, congratulations to our brave Foggies, many of whom are not treated very well. Uh, there was a very interesting story today Of that guy Who's managing traffic Yeah In Punjab Then Boris Johnson has taken charge Of the UK Prime Ministership And as as they say The, the lunatics are running the asylum I, Do you like Boris? I have a feeling I you love say, him uh, Listen, Anyone who everybody hates Will say I love. No, because look no, he's entertainment He's, he's en- Look, look He's entertaining He's entertaining, he's, entertaining. Huh. Uh,
4: he's very witty hmm.
2: uh,
4: It's it's very funny Whenever he talks But uh, please don't forget that he was a very good mayor uh, of London. Number one, very successful mayor. Number two, uh, a lot of the stuff which he talks about, it might look to be very, very uh, facetious, even frivolous, but uh, actually it isn't. So, uh, you know, there is this. People from your ilk have hmm. this problem which with is people. My... <laughs> You know, political correctness And all of that <laughs> uh, So, so, so uh, he's he's not politically correct uh-huh. uh, He tends to make certain gaffes Which, you know, in a very mm. uh, Stuffy kind of a society Is not uh, mm. accepted But otherwise, I think he's a very bright guy mm. And let's see how it works There's out There's
3: lots of stuff on the internet About him, on his funny moments And the one I love the most is When he was going on the zip line In London, opening Inaugurating the new zip line And he got stuck In the middle and he's hanging there, and people are jeering at him, making fun of him, and everything. And he's also having a good laugh.
1: Yeah, but I don't think those are the reasons. At least I like or dislike him. It's purely he has zero I don't like honesty and integrity, like what he used to write earlier. I think he's you entertaining see his journalism pieces on the EU and what his position now is. It's like Farage. He says th- these, like even Boris Johnson, he had said the policies. In fact, I think the Independent had listed them. He said the policies that. EU has thrust upon us Now it emerges Those are not EU policies Those are pretty Britain's policies those are So I mean the complete dishonesty With and, which they and peddle their agenda Is my problem Not political correctness And That's he seems to be
2: completely wild and he's he gotten away Because of Oxford eaten thappa. No ah, <laughs> he had this
3: raving fight With his girlfriend Where they were throwing plates And China ah. and all that And Vaz's neighbours called them Called yeah. the police complaining
1: That's pretty wild Then Robert Mueller said then That's his what makes him so really interesting, isn't yeah. it? 2016 election, he did not exonerate Trump. That is a very interesting hearing, actually. But he didn't
3: incriminate him either.
1: How, yeah, but how he walked the line. Then the Kerala High Court judge praises Brahmins say they should always be at the helm of affairs because they are the twice-born. So I found that interesting, that uh, judges from tears. In fact, uh, yesterday, the Chief Minister of Uttarakhand, your Chief Minister Manisha Ji, Trivendra Singh Rawat, says cows exhale oxygen.
2: And you can cure tuberculosis also by living next to them. So, yeah. i tuberculosis problem so, But you have not
3: heard about so. what the cows do to the ozone layer.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Then uh, Pranam Mukherjee says the three $5 trillion economy isn't coming out of heaven. Anyway, Pranam Mukherjee did his utmost during his stint as the finance minister. I don't know how quickly people forget what I'd they like did. I'd like to ask
3: Sushant's opinion on this, the economy and the unemployment and where his government is going.
1: And finally... There was this entire bunch of letters and counter letters which we are also going to discuss. But let's start off with, I would just like to rant a little about the RTI. I don't know if anybody else has any rant on it. I found it from a point of view of media coverage, disgraceful, that when something as powerful as the RTI was being made, for those of you who are wondering what the amendments are, the government has put out this pamphlet which other people are sharing, that there is no amendment to the Act. Basically, the appointment of information commissioners earlier was not completely under the central government, the way it is in right now, right from how much they'll be paid to when they can be removed. There were certain fixed terms. It was almost the process of removing an information commissioner was as much as it is to remove an election commissioner. Um, so it's in a sense, all information commissioners are, can be handpicked by the central government and they will have to toe the line. Otherwise, they can be removed just as easily as, as others. So I think that's a really sad thing. I think the RTI was one of the only good things to have come out of you know, uh, policy and, and parliament in a very long time that actually directly impacted citizens across the board. So enough about the politicians and people like BJD, Shiji who pultoed, which I'm not surprised, even when there was an attempt, uh, attempt to amend it back in 2005 or six, That time, I think the Rajasthan governor was think Shekhawat, a former BJP man, who he and Mr. Sibbul were... Speaking the same language, he wanted to shut down Aruna Roy's Thilonia and all the RTI thing from the BJP. The Congress was doing the same line. But of course, as soon as it comes to your information, I read an interesting piece saying that the one reason they've done this is just so that the PM's degree RTI can be done away with once and for all (laughs) because how embarrassing would it be that I've been lying about my degree all this while. So that's why they don't want it to come out. But I think what was sadder was that that night, the kind of coverage that was being done other than India Today had, uh, channel had one, um, one hour discussion on it. NDTV had a discussion on it. But pretty much all the other channels were just discussing WhatsApp, ye So from a news point of view, I think this was a story that was just Wasted I mean No one served The public purpose Other than a few Do you think It's that important An issue or not I don't watch television (laughs) You just appear on it (laughs) Yeah Because I get paid for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) No this I feel That uh, The government The two things The government was Foolish By bringing it so Because RTI Is uh, more or less dead If you see All the cases From CIC uh, Whichever case went to the judiciary, so all the cases have been managed by the ju- through the judiciary. I mean, all all cases all all uh, were uh, you know uh,
1: and the is also going as high as cases. No, no, the C I C
0: if they give a positive uh, uh, you know decision in your favor, the government goes to the judiciary and it goes against you. So all cases, I mean it's ninety nine percent. That is the rate. So the government was foolish by bringing, you know, the entire it attention on this issue. It was is unnecessary. The second is the government is not so foolish because they need to rein in people who are going to come, you know, uh, as CIC or as Information mm-hmm. Commissioner. So uh, they they just want to control those guys. So for uh, by bringing this in, ki boss, we are going to control you so watch when whenever you join you know in, as information officer you will have to be uh, you have to work <laughs> on okay. ladies you
3: have any view on this i, th- I think uh, these issues really unite all the parties yeah mm. because none of them want rti, uh, right. RTI to work Absolutely. and um, so in that sense there was barely any opposition or debate and the three sections I think which they're adding amendments to section 13 27 uh, really will change the structure of
0: this is the main amendment. yeah
3: how uh, they will f- function and I think that's extremely damaging controlling their appointment
0: and their salaries that yeah, is the that's main thing, and, thing.
3: Then, and, and where they'll be placed yes. location so and the sad part is that just like what happened when section 66 a was passed the public is a mute spectator to all the things that damage them and we can't actually can't do anything except create a noise which sometimes works sometimes doesn't most of the time it doesn't
1: now i want to come to the other very interesting point and i've loved uh, sushant's take on this which was on what trump said
2: Yes, now, first you must tell us what Trump said. So what Trump was said so was that fun. he was sitting
1: with <laughs> Imran Khan, <Yeah. laughs> who looks a little like Michael Jackson. I, I don't know what he's doing to his face, but he doesn't look re- like a real person anymore. I don't know he looks like that. It looks you know, he
3: strange. looks like
1: a decadent. decadent, his <laughs> face has <laughs> just gone and to pot. It's kind of strange, but he was uh, sitting with Mr. Trump and Trump said that, yeah, Modi had asked me to mediate on Kashmir. So uh, so, I'd be very so happy. now Imran Khan, for those of you are listening, has gone back. To a hero's welcome in Pakistan And he said I feel like I've won the World Cup I guess because He got more Trump to say whatever he did I don't think Trump had thought this through you think Trump has thought this through I think this is something wo, I think it's pale And if you say two. But, three... but sorry You think that India's response Should be a lot firmer on this I, Why? I, see I believe that India's response Should have been a lot firmer Because
4: This is the time Where you tell And you convince the world That you know, this is one red line uh, which nobody can cross, no matter what, right? Uh, and the kind of anodyne statements, you know, the Ministry of External Affairs issues—they can—I've written about it. They are co- coma-inducing, right? Uh, anything which the Ministry of External Affairs normally issues, un- what they what they say in the UN nowadays is like pulse-raising. You know the kind of expressions which they use, mothership of terrorism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But normally, what the kind of statements they issue, they put anybody to sleep. Uh, so, so I, I was, uh, I am of the view that the prime minister, because he has been named, should have come and he doesn't need to, you know, enter into a slanging match, but needs to come and say that, you know, we never had this conversation and what we had conversation, maybe clarify, because I find it inconceivable that somebody like modi given his ideological uh, you know persuasion background. Acts, and uh, his care with words his care with words and the fact that you know he has enough diplomatic and political experience to know what he can push and what he can't what he needs to say and what he doesn't uh, for him to make this kind of a proposition and that also to somebody as garrulous as Trump, Trump, right? So I, 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 don't think that's credible. What I, so one is of course that when they were speaking, uh, you know, because this meeting happened just a few weeks after this whole fracas on Balakot, uh, and and that was a near war situation. So perhaps that did come up, and maybe you know Modi would have plugged the line of terrorism being exported from Pakistan, and that the US needs to do more, you know. On, on this whole thing, what is happening in Kashmir. They need to lean on the Pakistanis. Now, whether one should have gone down that road or not is debatable, but that's another matter. And Trump kind of assumed that, you know, we are asking for him to step into this whole thing and seeking his mediation. Because within in that same uh, press talk, sitting with Imran Khan, who incidentally has spiritual ministrations for his looks and if you read his ex-wife's book hmm. you know there's this put dal
2: but, on his uh, body no Lentous, all sorts of other things i don't
4: think uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought you you've, you've prevented us from saying certain things on this uh, podcast so, so i don't think we can go into details of uh, his <laughs> kinkiness but the point is that um, uh, what trump said he was actually he contradicted himself because first he said he's asked me to Mediate, mediate Or arbitrate Then he goes on to say Then I'll speak to him And I'll see what he says Now if Modi has said That please go ahead Then he should have announced But I that, think So So one is that The other is that Maybe You know uh, Given the kind of uh, Craziness Which the Pakistanis have That you mention The word Kashmir Regardless of what context Kashmir is mentioned If Kashmir is mentioned It means Pakistan has won Right So uh, You know uh, Trump must have thought okay fine let me bait this guy let me tell him that okay fine you know i'm i'm interested let's i'm ready to do something on kashmir which incidentally it has been a kind of an american position but yes, you, think we do something, you think trump is smart enough you think trump is smart enough for that sides, listen uh, if he's a billionaire even if a lot of his wealth is inherited mm. he can't be nobody's fool right who trump trump
3: He's Just not a billionaire. His wealth is questioned many times. He's gone yeah, bankrupt that, three correct? times. Bankrupt, he's been... Yeah, so harsh. the bank saved him for whatever reason. So, and I uh, disagree with you on two points. One, you're giving him far too much credit for intelligence by saying that he... you. you Thought he's he's doing a bait. I think he thinks uh, he says things without thinking. That's one thing. This is a man, you have to take his statements with a pinch of salt because this is the man who went to Israel and he's sitting with Israeli officials and he says, I've just come from the Middle East. And Mm. the. Uh, American ambassador to Israel Is like hiding his face And doesn't know what to say Because Baga you are in the Middle East That's one So I wouldn't I think everyone takes a statement But this
4: terminological
3: Yeah, That's one thing Secondly I think he's a free flowing mind That says anything He says though brown people are fighting So he presumes that American play a role Doesn't realize that India's position has been Radically against any mediation So that's one thing Secondly I think that the Ministry of External Affairs, I disagree with you on that. I think they did the correct thing because by just saying that this conversation never happened and Modi not getting personally involved because Trump is a very petty personal guy. So if you get into a slanging match with him, say if Modi said, denied officially from himself, from uh, said that I did not say this, there would be a Twitter war. So what the Ministry of External Affairs, knowing what kind of man he is, they issued the statement that none of this was brought up, none of this was described, Modi never said it. And that I think is enough because it leaves the door open to further discussions with America without uh, pulling, uh, getting personal with Trump and making it personal between Modi
1: and Trump. They depersonalized it, which I think was a clever thing to do. I think why Modi can get away with it right now is although the next day, the economic advisor to Trump in a press conference, because, you know, a lot of media reported that Modi just made uh, Trump just made this up. Modi did not say any such thing. Uh, he said to a question that was asked to him, and that was played several times on CNN, that what Mr. Trump said that Mr. Modi asked him to mediate, the Indian media's claim, he just made it up. So he turned to that reporter and said, that is a very rude question to ask. The president does not make up things. If he said it happened, it happened. The rest is not my brief. I'm an economic advisor. You can ask whatever Bolton so, so they double down on it. The only way Modi can get away with it is because there's no opposition, a credible opposition who can question and hold his feet to the fire by Hamare Prime Minister Dehati And they've discredited Manmohan completely with that. There's no to do it. So he can chill. But I I I agree that if you take on Trump directly, he will take the debate to a level where you can't go. Couple of announcements before we move forward with the Hafta. And then, as you know, the media rumble is coming to town again. The Mela rolls in to the India Habitat Centre on the 2nd and 3rd of August. We have speakers such as Prakash Raj, Shekhar Gupta, the one and only Gulzar, Jaggi from Swaraj, Prasanna from Swaraj, that's Nidhi Razdan, Vani Tripathi, who is on the what we incorrectly call the Censor Board, but the Board for Certification and other such stuff. We have Swarabhaskar, we have Milind Khandekar, the former head of ABP News, who's now doing language for BBC and he's heading that department. We have Vivian Schiller coming from the US. She has started something called Civil Media and she was former head of National Public Radio. She has an amazing career and lots to say and we have lots to learn from her. We have Maziar Bahari, the Iranian-Canadian journalist on whom a film has been made. We also have film screenings. Five different film screenings. So all this, imagine, you can just get for 500 bucks if you come for one day or 800 bucks if you come for two. Much better than spending that kind of money on a a, a trashy film, no? So do come here. You can register at themediarumble.com. I repeat, register at themediarumble.com. Our detailed two-day schedule is also there. You can see who's speaking to who on what day, what the panels are all about. And if you're a News Laundry subscriber, you get free entry, man so yeah one more reason to subscribe if you're wondering what films we'll be screening we'll be screening rosewater and that'll be followed by a conversation with maziar bahari who on whose life that film has been made we'll be screening the clinton affair that showed how unfairly the clinton affair was covered we'll be screening nobody speak which is on netflix but it's much more fun when you watch it with journalists and we'll be screening free meek a look at a great injustice and how man's color determined how justice worked and we'll be screening a film that is yet unreleased in india and it has been voiced by leonardo dicaprio all right now uh, let me just speak about sheila Dixit having gone i i mean i will be the first one to say and and you know everyone can come in although we've spoken a little bit of this earlier i think she was a very graceful lady she was very gracious she was very polite uh, this is something, actually, she was uh, she was the anti-Congress in that sense, because when I used to be a reporter, and I've said this earlier on Hafta, I remember, Jagmohan contested against who in 97-99 when he won? Um, ja- against Rajesh yeah, Khanna?
0: Jagman, Rajesh Khanna. <laughs> by he, one vote, I think. he. I don't one.
1: know. He won, no, but I remember he won, so we had all, all the reporters. We had, or, and, or Rajesh Khanna won by no, one no, vote. The, the, was, the election, I'm talking about, uh, Jagmohan Jagman won. won. So all of us had and those was a ballot counting hoti thi, And remember all the us reporters had one no matter what our ideological thing was, we liked to go to interview a Sushma Suraj or a Jagmohan. Because when you went to their house, it was a very middle class house. They'd say, Oh and Wo abhi going to interview." you know, Jagmohan's wife would come or Sushma Suraj, you know, some they'd come and give you laddu or matri and Chai. And you'd sit but if you went to interview, let's say Sibbal or Damram you would wait outside like a chup, you know, like a peon. And when Saab will come and give you a bite. So that was very clear. I think Sheila Deeksh is one of the few Congress leaders who had that kind of relationship. So That's why she was very popular with journalists. Because on that, she had that auntie-like this thing. But I think this whole thing that, oh, she was so cooperative while working. Dude, she had the Congress in the center. I mean, you can say that she managed to get stuff done. Okay. I remember once, like, I'll just finish and then the floor is yours, Joy. I remember when the whole law prop, uh, the thing happened, uh, the law and Security in, in Delhi, she said, I'm so helpless. asked the center, dude, it's your party. You and Sonia are supposed to be thick as thieves. And she was dealing with the natal. Let's see you deal with the Modi. You know, so this whole thing I think is a little overdone. I, I mean, the amount of corruption and that is those were my days as an RTA activist. The amount of corruption we found from the sidewalks that were built to the fly ash bricks, scams that were happening, just the Commonwealth Games scam yeah. was the big one. The level of corruption at every level of governance in Delhi during her tenure, I think, is being whitewashed.
0: Just was because more let's central. make
1: Arvind Kejriwal look like a ladaku. No no listen, it's not about
4: just about Arvind Kejriwal. So you're talking about Sheila Dekshet, she had the Congress government backing her up in the center. And earlier she had Atal, Atal yeah, oh, not for a very long period because oh, mm. the government was voted out uh, mm. within six months. Mm. The point is not that. The point is that you remember there was a chief minister before Sheila Dikshit, a mm. man by the name of Madhulal Kaurana, yes, who, despite having a BJP government, was an obstructionist on everything, mm. right? So it's a it's the quality of a politician how to get work done. It does not matter whether it's your party or some other party. That is one part of it. The second part of it is that you cannot be the chief minister of a state dependent on uh, a state like Delhi, for example, dependent on the central government where you know you are uh, using the most abusive language against the prime minister and then expect that you know everything you want to get done will get done. Listen, politics is the art of the possible. You have to find ways to get work done. Yes, there was corruption. I agree with you that there was a lot of stories about corruption. And the level was... And and, and And it was astounding. And uh, and the Congress party got punished for it. hmm. But despite that corruption, let's talk about a state like uh, or a city like Bangalore, right? Which is one of the cities India projects to the rest of the world. It's It's totally screwed up, right? Not there not there corruption out there? But work doesn't happen. In Delhi, while there was, and I'm not condoning corruption even for a minute. What I'm trying to say is that at least a lot of work did happen. And that is something which is undeniable, whether it was infrastructure, whether it was the power situation. Yes, there were other scams which were in the offing, which were squashed. For example, on water supply. Hmm. You remember that, yeah. right? Uh, so those are things which were squashed. But she had ideas, she would implement them. She was a good administrator and she was a
1: decent person. Now I'll talk about what Mr. Malik said, the JNK governor. He, while making a speech, he got very excited. Boris Johnson again. And he says, <laughs> yeah, he looks a bit like Boris Johnson, like Satyapal Malik. Can you think about it? <laughs> if Boris Johnson got a tan and ate a little more, he'd look a lot like Satyapal Malik. It says, "Ladke jo bandook liye huye hain, fizool, and that led to, you know, Omar Abdullah because before that he was talking about political families having looted Kashmir. So it kind of he said it's a dog whistle that you're telling him to kill us. So of course, as a governor, I think uh, this gentleman who actually lives in my colony. Or used to before he became governor. I think it's really <laughs> foolhardy and bizarre thing to uh, say.
2: This is very stupid acting. But, right? yeah.
1: but Sushant, this reminds me of one of your friends back when you used to run your publication and used to have those bunch of friends who were lawyers and some of them were IAS. I remember one of them had said, Key you know, we were talking about how the the brazenness of corruption is so much today. And I was like, it was never so brazen. He said, Who was the last person? Big leader was assassinated. So I was like, I don't know. I said, Bayant Singh, maybe, you know, Punjab, the bomb blast. I think he was the big leader to be assassinated. He says, you know, as long as there were terrorists who were taking on big leaders, no big leader wanted to be in the headlines. No one wanted to be Amar Singh. they page three, bhi hai, front page, because terrorists. Ki nazar mein nahi Apna jao. <laughs> don't become too brazen. But once there was no fear, then everybody became brazenly corrupt. So. Oh so the theory so the theory he propounded was that at one level terrorists prevent brazen corruption so i sat so back and i was very young i was in my early 20s i was like and this guy was much older i think he, he was like 8 10 years older than me. so i was that doesn't make sense but it also makes sense i don't know what. so i think Satyaval malik has been spending a lot of time with that gentleman <laughs> because the logic no, is no, the but same. look
4: look number 1 this is pa- this is a colloquial way of saying things that like, you know, and, and very often, not in this particular context, but a number of other things, that when somebody is on the streets agitating about something and you say that why the hell are you agitating about this? Why don't you agitate about something else? Why are you targeting these people? These are not the guys responsible, the guys responsible are somebody else. So that's the colloquial way of, you know, dealing with it. And perhaps the governor said certain things which from his perch he should not have said, right? Because it, of his position. It's politically incorrect. Hmm. But I'm just wondering why people like Umar Abdullah and Farooq Abdullah and the rest of them, who've actually Beneficent. really enjoyed the uh, fruits of being in power, uh, are, are, are reacting the way they have. Because the guys, uh, most of the other people have kind of kept quiet. Uh, It's not that every politician has jumped up and, you know... Did uh,
2: Mehbooba say anything to this? Did she respond to this? uh, I I, I don't think so. Mehbooba would have said
4: something weird because that's what she does these days. (laughs) But uh, that's not the point. So, (laughs) So my point is that this was a colloquial way of putting things. And he should not maybe have said it. But the fact of the matter is, I think he was trying to connect with them that, listen, why are you killing these poor policemen who go home after doing their duty, who are just doing their jobs... And, you know, you go and target these guys. Brutally, you have killed so many of these fellows. Uh, and that rather than doing that, you should be targeting people who have actually Which robbed the Which is also, state. actually,
1: you tell me if it's a new thing. Because this is something I remember when I was speaking to journalists in my podcast. They said, you notice, and I'm talking about, you know, the youth. Most of our anger is against the army. It's not against the police. Because the police are our own. Because the way the police behaves with us also is not how the army behaves with us. Because... He says th- today he's doing a lati charge. In the evening, the guy who was in the mob is probably his neighbor's son. Because the cops are from there, but the army is not from there. There'll be some from Tamil Nadu, there'll be some Rajarif, there'll be from, you know, Bharatas. So, is this targeting police officers in Kashmir a new phenomenon? No,
4: no. No, it's not. It's no. not a new phenomenon, but they I don't convinced. quite agree. You They're, know, I've heard something com- completely different. Hmm. That it, they don't have so much of a grouse against the army. Uh, as much as they do against the police, because it's the police ultimately which is responsible for law and order and is on the uh, actually when it comes to disturbances and others, it's not the army
1: which is, you know, either firing uh, pellet guns or yeah, firing yeah. tear gas so or F- doing but lati most charge. Most of the cases that new uh, organizations in Kashmir take right out of the Supreme Court, like the Conan Pushpura case, all that, they are all army related. None of the police related cases so they How take. many of them? Yeah, I think. And, and, and then what happens is, look, Kashmir is a dirty war, right? And
4: what is happening is that very often it is so much easier to, because it, the, of the whole politics around and the insurgency out there, uh, that you have to target the army. So you will take up cudgels against the army and try and drag them into court. The army has its own very, very strong uh, and robust uh, disciplinary mechanisms. But very often what happens is that you know, just because somebody has filed a complaint does not necessarily mean that the complaint is valid. Uh, or has any truth through it So it, it works both ways uh, and, and, and in many cases The army has cracked down uh, Many officers have lost their jobs Many of them uh, have been put in prison many Some of have lost them
1: seniority like Mr. Yeah. Gogoi Colonel, Major, yes. whatever he is Ma- now so,
4: hmm. so those things do happen But the army has its own way of Deciding the proportionality of punishment Depending on what the uh, Infraction is So you saying no, if
0: uh, even if it is colloquial uh, a governor cannot say utter such words yeah a. sure and uh, it's B, politically incorrect yes uh, uh, B, B, uh, the most of the PSOs who are getting killed i think they get killed because of because the terrorists suspect that they are the mukhabirs they are the ones who are passing on the information I so see. so most of them have got killed because of this